In 2017 alone, there were a total of 94 vessels lost at sea. 53 of those were cargo ships. Yes, the number of losses in 2017 was down from 2016, but the open ocean remains a dangerous place for mariners around the world. Hi everyone and welcome back to the AGCS Podcast. I'm Ken Reichman. Today we're exploring the 2018 Safety and Shipping Review released by Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty in mid-July with a spotlight on some of the risks that are causing havoc on the high seas. June 27th, 2017. The world wakes up to a ransomware attack hitting companies across the U.S. and throughout Europe. Kapersky Labs dubs this attack as not Petcha, as it differed severely in its build and operation from previous ransomware attacks. Now, one of the hardest hit from the attack was Copenhagen-based shipping giant Maersk, which operates one-fifth of the world's freight. A couple of months later, the picture became clearer. The attack would end up costing somewhere between 200 and 300 million dollars. According to Forbes, industry experts believe businesses around the globe will lose a combined 5 billion dollars dealing with ransomware in 2018. The AGCS Safety and Shipping Review identifies cyber risk as something that will be well known is largely underprepared for. Captain Andrew Kinsey, a graduate of the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy who spent over 20 years at sea and current senior marine risk consultant with AGCS, says while the risks are well known, the buy-in from shipboard mariners has been minimal. One thing with cyber, as with most uh, risks, especially within safety management systems, is that it has to be from the top down. I sailed with old-timers who didn't do it and want to swallow the anchor, as we said. Said, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that, and they didn't. So if there's a generational change, the industry must be feeling those effects today and hiring younger, more cyber-friendly mariners, right? Unfortunately, the maritime industry is not getting younger. It's a problem, uh, attracting and retaining manpower. Uh, So that's actually uh, one of the problems that they're facing globally uh, is pressures on manning and qualified seamen because foreign flag contracts are in many cases a year long. It's a long time away and sometimes the working conditions can be harsh. According to Captain Kinsey, over his career, the number of crew members on an average ship has dropped from about 50, and that's including chefs and seamen and other onboard crew, down to as low as 17. And that's on an ultra-large 21,000 TEU container ship. In fact, since 1968, there's been a 1,500% increase in the container carrying capacity on ships and an over 55% decrease in the manpower aboard the same ship. A side note for all you rookies out there, a TEU stands for a 20-foot equivalent unit meaning that one TEU is equal to one 20-foot container. With the increase in vessel size, the addition of technology, and the minimization of onboard crew, could that create a situation where perhaps folks are over-reliant on tech? One of the keys is you, you tell young third mates and you know third engineers, don't necessarily trust what's on the screen. Go out and look at it. Look out the window. Go check the machinery. The prudent navigator does not rely on a sole source of information.
After the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, released its final report on the tragic sinking of the El Faro in 2015, a major legislative response is said to hit the books in the U.S. The Marine Safety Act of 2018 includes provisions to ensure proper vessel inspections and that vessels have necessary safety equipment and timely weather charts. While this might sound like good news, it does beg the question, why in 2018 do we need to implement new regulations making sure vessels are well prepared? Shouldn't that already be on the books? Biggest problems with regulations at sea is they are not evenly enforced by flag state. So the IMO, the International Maritime Organization, will say, this is our regulation. Mm -hmm. The states that are signature to the IMO will say, we will enforce those regulations. However, when you actually get to the implementation and enforcement of said regulations, that's where you see widely disparaging differences. And if you look at what's referred to as the Paris MOU, which focuses on port state inspections. Now, no matter what flag you fly, with some rare exceptions, North Korea and other areas, you can pull into other ports of the world and work. Right now in New York Harbor, we probably have 27 or more different flags currently here. They can all call here, but when they call here, they are subject to port state inspections. In the U.S., it's a Coast Guard. The Coast Guard will come on and inspect those vessels, at least annually. Now, the Paris MOU, which is published, breaks it down into white, gray, and black. The ones that are at a high level of adherence to said rules, the ones who are in the middle, and the ones who definitely are not doing their job. So, even though all vessels are supposed to be under the same umbrella of IMO regs, depending on who their flag state is and who their classification society is, those said rules can be implemented and enforced much differently. The Safety and Shipping Review is infused with facts and figures detailing risks from fire to the most dangerous regions for shipping incidents around the world. But what would Captain Kinsey say to the reader? My biggest thing when I talk to people and they look at the data there is don't go into the weeds too much. Don't dive into it and cherry pick. Understand that it's just like it's a supply chain. Marine risk, risk aboard a vessel is all encompassing. You cannot single out any one risk because they are all intertwined. When we start to hear all this human error, human error, human error being involved in so much, don't fall into the fallacy that if you remove the human being, if you remove the crew, you're going to get rid of those risks. It's the wrong way to look at it. Human error is a factor in so many losses because there are still so many systems on board a vessel that require human interaction in order to function properly. That's my key takeaway. Don't blame the mariner. Don't criminalize the mariner. They are part of the solution, not part of the problem. Now, folks, you can find the full version of the AGCS Safety and Shipping Review with the link in the description of this podcast or by going to our website, agcs.allianz.com. And don't forget, you can get all of the latest AGCS content by following us on Twitter at AGCS underscore insurance and LinkedIn at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for a future podcast, do not let the conversation end now. Feel free to get in touch, and we'd be happy to hear from you. Send us an email to agcs.communication at agcs.allianz.com. 
And of course, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. The more people who rate and review, the easier it is for others to find the show. Again, a big thanks to Captain Andrew Kinsey for taking the time to sail us safely through the report and join us on the show. And for all of us here at AGCS, I'm Ken Reichman, and we will see you next time.